Are you ready? I still am. Are you ready? Yes. Are you ready? Yes. Season two? Are oh my ready? God, it's ah! season two. Yes, I'm ready. Are you ready? Yes, Daddy, what's your safe word? Oh shit. I did that I last time. I thought you were ready. <laughs> Why do we do it at the top of the show? Usually I can have the... So for season two... Hey. <laughs> Welcome back to What's Your Safe Word this week. The the opening was the safe word because Daddy just... It, it's a fitting way to start season two. Uh, are, did you guys miss us? Did, did you miss us? Did you miss this? Who are you? Uh, uh, well, what's your safe word? And I'm Amp. I'm Miss Christopher. And this is the Sex Education Podcast that still doesn't have We're Daddy prepared. Out the We're still working out the Well, kinks. some of us working out more kinks than other. Daddy, welcome. How are you? I'm doing good. It's How Pride Month. I know. Woo! Happy Pride. Although it's going to be virtual for it's a it's lot a, of people. It's, well, it's a very different kind of world. It's a very different kind of pride. It's a very different kind of climate yes. currently for everybody. So prefacing this by saying we hope you're safe. We hope that you are healthy. We hope that you are social distancing, but also making sure your voice is heard for all of these socially related politics that are currently happening. Um, and also Black Lives Matter. Yes. So, and LA Pride is turning into a solidarity march. Did you see that? I did. And okay. I'm very happy about that. Um, I wish San Francisco would follow suit, but... I think they are. I think they're trying to pull that together. Okay, well, yeah. good. Um, I have little faith in the San Francisco Pride, but that is for a number of reasons that are <laughs> YouTube, Google-related. Uh, no, but if you'd like some tea, I, I do have a bone to pick. What, what's your and, bone okay, this week? Okay, so this is going to be the only episode that this is going to be my tea. I think I followed up on this last year, but I just want to say it one more time. Kingsters belong at Pride. Pride started as a riot. Pride started as a riot because people of color, trans, uh, sex workers, leathermen and women and people, uh, Marsha P. Johnson, for instance, Sylvia Rivera, all of these almost, I, I would call them founders of Pride, would you? Absolutely. Yeah. These people that started and fought back for us and gave us this table to sit at and talk about Pride it and made it possible. Literally a riot against the police. And they started Pride in that way pride there are multiple riots that started and helped to make pride a thing um i am focusing on the stonewall part of the riots because that is the best one that i can talk about but other riots did happen but they did not happen without our trans brothers and sisters leather men and women and people drag queens sex workers and yet every single freaking year some people got to come out and be ignorant and say that, you know, oh, well, it, it, it's just LGBT. You know, we don't, you don't need sex at Pride. They you literally don't need are trying to whitewash trans people it. at Pride. Yeah. You don't need, oh, you don't need the bi or lesbians at Pride. No, they are all welcome and part and happen and only because uh, Pride could not have happened without them. Oh my God, the puppies railed so, up. Well, because it wasn't even Pride season two weeks ago, three weeks ago, and there were already people that were making videos talking about how, you know, oh, kinks don't belong at Pride. No one is trying to have sex at Pride. If they're wearing a leather harness, does that really affect yeah. you so much? And also, it's not a family space. I, I think that Prides can be family friendly, but Pride did not start so that you could bring your strollers to a parade. Pride started to fight back because we were not told we could exist. Yeah. So if I'm wearing a leather harness and a puppy mask, but I am marching in a parade, that hurts nobody. And this is a space for us to do that and be our sexual selves and 
there are colors on the rainbow flag that re- represent sex that is part of pride part of pride is being sexually free and go fuck yourself if you disagree with me there because wow. pride would not exist without the kinksters trans people the people of color again it, it the everybody that helped to create and make pride a thing deserve to be at pride wow Okay. Was that enough tea for you? Yeah, you you, yeah. you can take my tea. Today. Okay, I'm not, great. I'm not, I'm not great. arguing with you. I'm great. a little scared of you right now. Puppy <laughs> <laughs> just went off. How's that for us? <laughs> Welcome back to season two. I hope you're having a good Pride so far for Pride season. It's definitely different. But Daddy, I wanted to start today the first episode of season two. Yes. During Pride Month. Yes. Um, by saying Welcome back. I appreciate you. I love you. Um, and also, I was just curious, how did Pride start for you? I think uh, that seems like appropriate. what my first gay Pride was? Yeah, what was your first Pride like? I think, so, truthfully, it's so long ago. <laughs> I don't actually remember my first one. I believe it was in L.A. I remember my first uh, Folsom, but I don't remember my first gay Pride. <gasps> um, uh, because I... I was a gay boy who was just doing lots of fun things and events and they all just kind of melded into one and we're talking about 1991, 92. So I can't remember specifically which one it was. Um, It's kind of like Christmas, you know, after you've celebrated Christmas 20 or 30 times, you kind of, they all kind of run together a little bit in your minds. So it's hard to speak for yourself. Well, it's hard to pinpoint. The most special Christmas. Um, but I do remember that I came out to my religious right mother at Gay Pride. Wow. Yeah. And I took it. So using her uh, thinking, I took it as a sign from God that she called me on my cell phone, which was a new thing at the time, okay. having a cell phone. Uh so my cell phone rang and I was with a new boyfriend. I think this is 1996. And so literally people did not carry cell phones around back then. <laughs> and so it rang and I just picked it up because I just, I didn't think about, I don't even know if you could see caller ID on a phone back then. I, I, I don't, yeah, do you, you definitely, do you remember? definitely did not have that remember. back then. Okay. But anyway, so I picked it up as my mother and literally like, drag queens and people celebrating were all around me and uh well you were literally at pride oh i was at the pride parade in the middle like like shirt off like very very that's how you have pride you take your shirt off and go wee just just run around waving my shirt all around confirm and i had this hot new boyfriend that i was so excited about and completely in love with this is back in 1996. Mm-hmm. 96. Oh, were you born in 96? No comment. Oh, you were six. That's right. Um, so <laughs> Go on. Anyway, so my mother calls and she's like, Chris, where are you? It's so loud. And I'm like, I am at Gay Pride in San Francisco. <laughs> and, and she's like, what are you doing there? <laughs> As if like I would catch uh, the gay. Oh. And so I just took it as a sign from God. 
Okay. This is the time to tell your mom you're gay. I mean, <laughs> if there ever was a time, yeah, this is it. That is a, that is a coming out. If it's, I've ever heard so one, I literally said because I'm gay, and um, I'll have to talk to you later. Sorry. It's a little Did noisy. Did you include the little limp? <laughs> yeah, wrist because I'm gay. I'm gay. And then I switched off. <laughs> oh, patrons are really getting a show today. Daddy is all all prided out. Okay. Yeah. I, oh, that's, that's how nice, I came out to my a, mother. That's a good pride. Gay pride. That's that's good. Um, I I distinctly remember mine because it was later in my life. Uh, I was of the type that grew up religious and in a religious household and went to a high school that was public-ish, but there were still lots of like family friends and religious friends that went there. So my family was always very ingrained in my schooling, um, and so I didn't come out until I was in college. And had, you know, my first boyfriend, but I didn't actually go to my first pride until years later. So I had my first boyfriend around like 18, 19. And I think I went to my first pride when I was 21. Okay. So it took a few years. Where I, was it? It was in Seattle. Okay. Um, and this was actually after I came out and became part of the kink scene. So I was already in the kink scene for about a year or two at that point. Um, and then that was the first year I was able to go out to the bars in the kink scene. And it was, yeah, it was just, it was very different from most people's experiences where maybe they've gone when they were teens or went with some friends. I went with absolutely no one, knew, knew some people, but I went by myself so you just in a harness. skulked around in a harness? No, I didn't skulk, but I met people there and met friends there and just kind of went, followed other people, went with the flow, had some fun, went to some beer busts and parties and dance parties um, and actually went with Bolt. Uh, and he'd been to Pride before, but it was our first Pride together, and we both had our brand new harnesses, and we were both kind of just getting into the kink scene. Uh, yeah, it was it was uh, it was a really good experience. So, uh, how many years was that before you and? So, I remember flying up to Seattle to go to Gay Pride with you the first year we were dating. Mm -hmm. So, was that like three or four years? Before, that would have been probably my third pride, maybe fourth really? pride. Yeah. So that was your third pride. Yeah. Okay. And and I would say at that point I was a lot more involved in the community when you went out there. Um, yeah. Pride has always been about like having fun with friends, though. Definitely more adult for me. Uh, but we've I've been I've marched in the Seattle Pride. I've I've been to San Francisco Pride. I've been to Portland Pride. I've been to Vancouver Pride. I've been to a number of prides throughout the years. Have you ever been on a Pride float? Yes. Um, the first Pride, one of the first Pride, maybe the second Pride, I was on a puppy float. So I was on a float full of puppies in gear. Yeah, in Seattle. Uh, we had a, a big fire hydrant and a big dog house on is the float. Is that so you could pee? No. Again, <laughs> we weren't having sex. We weren't doing any sexy things. We just had gear on and we're barking and jumping around on a float. It was very innocent. People loved it. Um, but God, it, if you're going to be marching at Pride, please make sure you're drinking water. You're staying hydrated. You, I mean, I had a puppy hood on, so I was especially sweating. But I don't know if there are Pride parades this year. Are there still? Well, so there's that's the other thing is like Pride now is so different than it was years ago because we have a pandemic. Um, and yeah, I don't think any Pride parades are happening anywhere this year right so everyone's moved online in some capacity use that water advice next year well i mean still stay hydrated if you're like staying home and partying <laughs> with friends or by yourself uh i think they have water at home but they might not be hydrating okay <laughs> maybe they're ha maybe they're drinking it's important to hydrate even if you're staying home gotcha 
but also wear your cute gear, you know, Uh, and and everybody is welcome to Pride. So I I hope that you are having a good Pride season. I hope you're finding some fun online Prides that exist. But even if you're not, maybe today's episode will help you enjoy Pride in other ways. Because today I just wanted to start off season two of What's Your Safe Word with uh, a little bit more fun like what we've been up to what have we been doing what shows have we been watching yeah because truthfully everyone has had to empty the netflix library by this point yep i would think because i i, I t- turn netflix on i'm like seen it seen, seen it, it seen it seen it <laughs> seen it don't want to watch tiger king <laughs> seen it seen no it. i already saw tiger king oh i didn't watch i it, eh, i'm not a fan of of that kind of documentary it was like a car wreck i, I and i didn't need to see that car wreck because i knew exactly how it was gonna end also carol baskin absolutely killed anyway um i today we are talking about some of our favorite lgbt gay queer inclusive shows that exist um, this is recommendations for past shows, current shows, shows that are coming out on Netflix in a week or two. And I wanted to kind of bring our two different perspectives to the table and just talk about some of the shows that helped to define who we are maybe, um, but also just help to entertain us and provide representation for maybe not just us, but other people that exist within the community. Are you down? I'm down. Let's do it. Um, so... So, what's your uh, recollection of the first gay character you saw on TV? Ooh, that's actually a really good question. I remember, and I don't think, hmm, for whatever reason, the first person that comes to mind is Ellen. Ellen, not, not she, as a when television she came out. character, yeah, but when she came out as that was a, a pretty movie star or a person that is of higher whatever. Well, you know how acclaim. she did that. She did it on her sitcom. Oh, I didn't know that. Yes. So that was an episode. So she had a series called Ellen for two or three seasons. Oh, I totally forgot about that. And the last episode of season three, she came out to, I think it's Laura Dern uh, as a lesbian. And she did it over the microphone at the podium of some... uh, the waiting room of an airline. So like everyone heard her say, I'm a lesbian. And that was big. Um and they canceled her right after that. <gasps> really? Season, yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. See? Well, maybe not. Did they cancel her? I think the ratings were so high. Ooh, we'll have to look it up. Does okay. anyone know? I can't remember if they canceled her or not. Well, right you after can't that. fact check yourself during a podcast. Okay, like fine. that. So Sorry. we're just gonna no no we're just gonna say well, she might have gotten canceled, but that was probably my first recollection of a gay character. Um, who was actually positively written in her show because yeah. it was her show, but no, it was a good. They they handled it well, um, it, uh, and made it very positive. So I do think she did have another season. I don't know. They don't always, and I think this is kind of where the journey of this this podcast begins. Is like gay characters weren't always portrayed so positively right and so that's what i wanted to bring up because i'm sure i'm going to talk about way before your day so the the first real in time a gay character was introduced on network television was way back in 1977 on a show called soap and um oh. it was a character named jody dallas uh, that billy crystal portrayed um and so what was interesting about this was I was uh, I was probably about 10 or so at that time and I knew about this gay character but we weren't allowed to watch TV in my house so I never watched the show but oh. like TV Guide and stuff that came out would talk about the controversial gay character that was 
out. That was like on the cover of TV Guide. Um, so, but it, it, the the character was very tragic and had problems, and mm-hmm. he attempt tried to attempt suicide, and it was just. I I don't think it was a. It was kind of like you wouldn't want to be a homosexual character well that's how most homosexual gay queer characters were written when first starting out yeah and so and and then i think the next really big gay character was on dynasty you know crystal carrington and and that whole era the um of course yeah, and, and, and one of her one of her catchphrases you? like I don't think she had. We didn't do catchphrases oh. back then. <laughs> and one of her signature looks that was <laughs> but her the pants shoulder suit. pads. Yeah, Sh- yeah, shoulder yeah. pads, yes. Uh, so, but her son, Stephen Car- Carrington, and that actor actually quit after a year of playing St- Stephen Carrington. And then Wait, why? they replaced him. Um, I don't know why. But, did uh, people not notice it was a different person? No, they, we did that at the time. Don't you remember Roseanne replaced her daughter? once too they just with just a whole different actress no but also i didn't really watch that show growing up okay i do remember the one time they replaced dumbledore because the first dumbledore passed away remember that um exactly (laughs) it's leviosa not leviosa anyway so that gay character was also they didn't come out straight they he he came out but then he would they would give him straight storylines so he'd be gay passing i guess it was very odd um so he that was an interesting thing so now i think that uh television these days in your generation almost every show has a gay character sure but wait wait wait. you're, you're moving very quickly why why should people watch dynasty Oh, like it, why would I want to like watch a, it? It was a soap opera. It was it was it, it had huge camp value because uh, uh, Crystal Carrington had the little blonde flips, and Alexis Colby was just a bitch. You know that they redid that show, right? I, you told me this, and I saw it somewhere, and I was like, "Why? How could they?" Well, I mean, they've they've remade a lot of things they shouldn't have, <laughs> but they still did. But have you seen it? No. Do you want to? No. <laughs> I can't imagine they would do it justice. So was this was this kind of like a, a drag queen sort of sort of, like it was almost like a campy drag sort of show like well, women I'm in drag. Sure lots of drag queens have oh, mimicked them. Absolutely. Yeah. I've seen a number of <laughs> drag shows where they pretend to like cat fight to dynasty quotes, to dynasty and, quotes. And, and sounds. Yeah, they were just very catty and bitchy towards each other. So okay. Yeah. Okay. So. I'm, I'm pretty sure RuPaul's actually done a dynasty spoof within this. Anyway, so that that's a recommendation that you think people should watch? No, I was just giving a little history. Yeah, dynasty's fun and campy. You know, I, I I'm these weren't really recommendations. They're just like giving kind of a history of gay characters and how they're. I mean, I literally portrayed. opened it by saying these were recommendations, but but a, a, you are correct. A wonderful history. Okay, so if you want a... A, a dynasty, recommend- some might say. If you want a recommendation, <laughs> the next one that was, uh, that came out was Tales of the City. Oh. And they've recently done a remake of that, and I've liked both the original and the remake. More of a continuation, remake. right? 
Yeah, it's, it's a yeah. continuation, yeah. Because I saw the remake continuation of Tales of the City that Netflix did before I even started to watch the original. Right. And I think that they both stand alone. Um, they both definitely give a time and point in history within the gay movement, uh, within the trans movements as well. Right. The, uh, Mrs. Magical was trans, and, and that, that was the big cliffhanger at the end of the series, mm-hmm. too. Um, which spoiler alert um, if you haven't seen the first <laughs> Tales of the City whoops. well you've had 30 years to watch it so hey, I'm some not of us have only got yeah so there are tra- there's lots of trans topics and issues within the show yeah. um, what I really liked about Tales of the City the remake is it's just so well shot it's so beautifully done uh, the characters are all super well written and so complex and you have so many great stars in it as well and it tackled the issues that are at play today as well in the gay community oh yeah and uh, trans community and generational uh as well so if you um hadn't seen the originals i think the the reboot uh stood alone um but it did a great job of explaining well things murray murray bar bennett murray barlett the daddy character Daddy. 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 Do you know who I'm talking about? No. What? Well, so the the cast for the the remake of Tales of the City, obviously Ellen Page, who is amazing. I love Ellen Page. Um, And then the the daddy character from Looking. Do you remember? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mouse. Well, well, that's his name in the show, yes. But hot. (sighs) He's always hot. And you should have seen him in the original Tales of the City. Uh, There's one scene where he's like, gets up like at the powerhouse and does a strip tease da, 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 da. was it actually at the powerhouse no it wasn't oh well and that's the other like take the because it, it, the, the show is tales of the city it's from san francisco san francisco yeah so when i moved here i was like oh tales of the city tales of the city you need to read the books and i didn't even realize they were books but it's such an it might have been the stud though really yeah. which is a bar here for those that don't know and so th- all the places that you see while you're watching the show are just very iconic they're very queer um, the remake or continuation has like Bob the Drag Queen in it. So it's very on point as far as social issues and economic issues, but it just it makes you want to move to San Francisco. And it was written by Armistead Maupin, who uh, actually it was it wasn't meant to be a series or a movie. This was a, a bunch of his writing uh, about San Francisco and he introduced this gay character into it um which was at the time if you if you watch his uh documentary about it um his editors were like oh what the fuck are you doing (laughs) because they didn't know how this was going to play but he was noticing that san francisco was predominantly queer queer yeah and so he started writing about it and so and then it became a series and then and now it has yeah now it's been continued um, on that, I think another good show that's come out more recently, but kind of captures that that old school message of the queer community that we've both really enjoyed. And, and season two is coming to Netflix in a week or two, I think now. Uh, Pose. Oh, I love Pose. I was so, 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 so pleasantly surprised when that show came out because I feel like there was a lot of pushback from the community at the time um, and people were very con- concerned that it wasn't going to do the, the show right. But like... We were so surprised by the cast, by by the crew, by the just the message in it. It tackles 
even more complex topics, if you can imagine, from Tales of the City. Sure, but so did you ever see Paris is Burning, the documentary? I have seen I have seen parts of it. Okay, um, but not enough to to appreciate ballroom scene before I saw Pose. Sure. Uh, and so that's where it's getting its legs and it, it, it was, um, it, it is based on that era. Yeah. And so again, which is that ballroom scene and I forget it was in New York. Yes. Yeah. Is where Pose was, was, uh, shot and the, the main cast is predominantly queer, uh, with, very powerful trans characters and trans storylines as well as gay storylines that revolve around HIV and the AIDS uh, epidemic and just kind of that which was predominant at that time absolutely especially for these marginalized communities not only the trans community but but communities of color and how they celebrated each other and how they formed these communities and these houses that supported each other and made it okay to to be who they were um, and so I have still not seen season two. I've waited for it to all come out on Netflix so I can watch it. And I'm very excited. So no spoilers. But season one, and I love Billy Porter. Ugh. Billy Porter, I ever since Kinky Boots uh, was on Broadway, like I, Billy Porter is just flawless. Him. Yeah. Flawless. Well, and just his political statements, every single look he brings to the runway at all of these shows. You like his gowns? I love his outfits, his <laughs> his looks, his looks. What what is next though, Daddy? What other shows should people watch? Um, so um, so these are your recommendations. So I really <laughs> or I, shows that are important to you. Well, I I kind of went down the gay history path on this. Uh, so one of the other shows that was pretty mainstream that uh broke some ground. I ironically is Friends. I think oh. the first season. Ross's ex-wife was a lesbian. Remember? So, yes. Yes. Oh, you. T- <laughs> so she was a le- lesbian. Carol uh, and oh, Susan, Carol. and so they they played. They showed that relationship, and even though uh, she was the ex-wife, they didn't go down a path of being. They weren't phobic about anything. They oh. they made it a. Carol and Susan were taking care of the child, uh, their family, and they even had a lesbian wedding on on Friends, which was oh wow, really the entire episode. You know, um, I do recall. Do so that was so my family was the kind of family that had dinner at at a table, kind of, but we were all watching TV at the table. I, I've been at your family's house on oh, Thanksgiving. Y- well, th- yes. okay, okay, I'm explaining it to the people who have not been to my Thanksgiving dinner. Okay, no, but having your dad turn the ball game off oh, at Thanksgiving dinner. Anyway, hilarious. so we would watch TV. We'd watch like Frasier and Friends and Seinfeld and all of the sitcom shows. Um, but I distinctly remember that we did not watch Friends during that episode, I think. Really? They turned yeah. off the lesbian wedding? I think so. Really? Because I vaguely... You were censored by your parents? But I, but it wasn't even called the lesbian wedding. It no. was probably just an episode that my well, that's, parents that's how they wrote off. It, that's how they wrote it in. It well, was, you, they, they didn't yeah. make it unusual. They didn't make it... And so this was like the beginning for me mm-hmm. to see gay and lesbian characters portrayed in network television that they weren't trying to kill themselves or they had horrible issues or they were normal people. They were just normal people with normal lives. Um, so, and I enjoyed friends cause it's just, 
mindless well, comedy. And I think Friends is a great show. Like, I could not tell you the, the complete episodic journey that's made, but I've seen so many episodes out of context that I could put them together in order and tell you the kinds of characters that everyone was from Monica to Phoebe to Chandler to Joey to Ross to Rachel. I'm pretty sure that's all of them. You got it. Wow, thanks. Uh, to Smelly Cat. Do you remember Smelly Cat? Smelly Cat's not a Smelly character. Smelly Cat. That's a song. You don't know that Smelly Cat wasn't in there somewhere. <laughs> what are they feeding you? Anyway. What about Gunther? Bless you. Who I think was gay, too. Was he, Gunther gay? No, I, he liked Rachel. Never mind. He wasn't gay. Maybe he was bi. Don't, don't, don't buy erasure. No buy erasure on this podcast. We're celebrating everybody that's welcome to the table. Happy bride. <laughs> Do you have any other shows? Are we going through like a, a time? Um, sort of? So then the next one that I thought was really uh, good on network television in 1998 was the central focus of the show was two gay characters, Will and Grace. Uh, oh duh yeah oh see and that's a show that's my mom loved that show yeah so the fact that growing up a friend's gay wedding was too much is so odd because i i do remember seeing will and grace and not understanding the relationships that existed in that show as a kid you didn't understand the relationship no i because i was not given that 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 history i was not given that background that these characters exist and these characters are gay and uh, and even what gay means and i've told this story before when i was in like fifth or sixth grade and somebody called me gay i didn't realize what that meant because i did not get maybe maybe i was i was so comfortable with the show that we watched and and maybe my parents were just so lax about that specific show because it was a central point to the plot that it didn't seem weird that the characters liked each other. Yeah, what, what was interesting about this is it was um, the first time the gay character wasn't a supporting character. So mm-hmm. the, Will was the lead. Will and Deborah Messing, uh, mm-hmm. was the, or Grace, uh, was the lead of this show. It also came out about the same time that uh, HBO did... Um, oh, shit. Sex and the City. No, not sex. Uh, Game of Thrones. No. Uh, True Blood. Okay, you're not helping. Uh, <laughs> Sopranos. No, what's the 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 gay, very promiscuous one? Uh, Queer Eye for the Straight Guy. No. I couldn't tell you any you're other not gay being shows. Helpful. You just ruined it in my head. Speaking of Queer Eye. <laughs> Queer Eye. No, no, but seriously, actually, season I forget what's is it season five now? I think of Queer Eye. Since they've rebooted it, okay. So what? Then so that was. So you don't remember the original, do you? I've seen parts of the original. Okay. Queer, yes. I I, I realize we talked about this one too. Possibly, yeah. I, I I'd be surprised if we hadn't yet. But Queer Eye, I think the reboot especially does a really good job of breaking down barriers and talking about incredibly complex issues, but through the the gaze <laughs> of five gay guys that are helping a straight or queer or maybe gender fluid or flexible person they do so so many different perspectives people's backgrounds uh political standings even through their what they call heroes and that's the person they're making over and they do it with this wonderful cast of now there's a non-binary person within their cast gay uh people of color like the the fab five is this just lovely dynamic group that gives people a new outlook on life yeah which i'm i mean there a number of times daddy has gotten emotional 
and I I I can be touched. I know. I touch you all the time. I know, but <laughs> I like it when people is and and it's also. I mean, there's definitely a formula to the show. Oh, absolutely. So they, they go through all the stages, but um, and then it's always funny. We always think it's funny when you know the camera is in the house, like uh, following them around in their day to day activities, and the doorbell when first, rings when it first starts. And they're like, oh the, my god, who, yeah. who are you? Why when are the you episode here? just starts. <laughs> and you're getting like this background and you're just like they're like oh um, well, th- my life is so bland oh, I wish somebody would come and save me oh looks to camera within the room with them oh god won't somebody knock 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 yeah who could that be yeah. <laughs> it's pretty it's, it's silly it's formulaic but the way that they do it is still very um natural in some ways and you can see people's lives are touched because yeah. there are i mean i just had this experience with this you gay, got touched no this gay friend of mine who just got an apartment and i walked him through it with like paint colors and what kind of furniture he needs and he's like i've never done this before what do you mean friend you can talk about stefan yes well, <laughs> stefan just got an apartment so but he, he was like afterwards he's like i've never had my first apartment yeah. and had to decorate it and get mm-hmm. big boy things and like a couch and think the things through of what kind of furniture I want. Well, so. and I think that Queer Eye does a good job of that too, is providing yeah. that perspective of not everybody gets an upbringing where they move out at 18 and they buy their own furniture. Like we all have our hardships. Um, and it's just a really raw but beautiful way to showcase different perspectives especially since this season has a wonderful storyline with an immigrant and an immigrant family and like first generation uh, immigrants and like how children go through all of that as well which is super powerful for a country that has a problem being accepting of immigrants yeah whether legal or not it, it like these people have different hardships and upbringings and i think that queer eye especially has done a really good job of highlighting that kind of storyline yeah. and just normalizing it because these people are normal people. They just have different upbringings. So the next one that I thought would speak to your, uh, Oh God, I love this. I love being primed with <laughs> my demographic. No, no. Well, I mean, no, no, probably what you grew I won't up be offended. with is Glee. Did you watch Glee? Oh, I loved Glee. So they they explored so many different dynamics and mm-hmm. gay, straight, bi, trans, everything. Absolutely. But in a uh, musical sort of way. But in a very, <laughs> I don't want to be offensive, but in a very whitewashed sort of way. And I say oh, that why, because why do you say whitewashed? because this is one of the first shows that my me and my mom, my mom and I, proper English, um actually bonded over and like we set aside a night where we would watch it together and like we watched it glee together for the first couple years almost every night that it came out really what did your mom like about it that it was musical she likes musicals okay um that it was it was done by oh what's his face ryan murphy is yeah. he the one that yeah she loved his his other things that he'd done at the time i guess or really because everything he's done is is gay i know i know <laughs> so well, so this I, is my I'm mom's- curious does she like hollywood <laughs> You know what? I told her she should check it out. Oh, I told her it'd be, be super gay. So my my parents are very complex, and I don't think <laughs> I'll ever have them on this show. But if they're listening, hi mom, um, I love you. You're very very difficult to talk to sometimes though. Um, but I think that I grew up in a very open household. It was not homophobic, but it was definitely unsure how to deal with gay stuff. Yeah, they're just 
awkward with communication. Awkward. I think they're they're gay. They're awkward to the. They gay. have no problem with you being gay. They don't, and they love you, and they love me. They have no problem with our generational uh, uh, gap. Absolutely. Um, so maybe. Uh, the same way that television warmed up to gays and gay storylines, my parents slowly warmed up to the gay as well. Maybe we just need to give them this list and just have them power through Maybe it. We just all. send them just, this podcast. Yeah. Yeah. We'll just send them this podcast. Um, and so I don't think my parents were ever homophobic, but Glee was definitely one of those times where was bonding. I could sweet. come out comfortably. I had not come out yet, I don't think, by the time Glee, I was still living at home and just getting out of high school maybe so it was like right around the same time but it was a show that as you said highlighted a bunch of storylines that we don't normally get well the, i mean it, it kurt was the first gay character that in, in the, the show in mm-hmm. the first season mm-hmm. and then santana and Brittany had a thing oh then kurt and darren but they were and then, bi not gay i don't i think i believe those cheerleaders but they had a relationship so this yeah. is what was interesting was they didn't define Fair. labels Fair. and they showed for the first time this fluidity between everyone sleeping with each other basically yeah. and everyone relationship would end and they do it with someone else it didn't matter gender race or uh, anything but I yeah. think what they did a really good job of is they had different movie stars week to week you know, you had your Kristen Chenoweth. God, I love her. Uh, you had Kristen. who else? Brit- uh, they didn't have Brittany, everyone, they had but they had like story. Britney episode. They had like uh, Madonna. Did she? Was she I ever don't in think the show? Madonna was on it. No, no, but they had so many different movies. Madonna stars. was on Will and Grace. Oh, she, there you go. She played. <laughs> she played Karen's roommate one episode. But it. But what Glee did is it made these very very personal, very intense topics easy to digest by making it about music and dance and show tunes and that 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 checks every box for me yep My, me too Definitely. also did you know darren chris you know who darren chris is right yeah the the hot one <laughs> arguably sure he is an attractive guy did you see did you see the versace murders that he starred in no the, the Versace murder I think it was anyway it's did you really know good. he became famous because of a Harry Potter musical uh, a musical that he did in high school with friends oh it was yeah so Harry that. Potter brought you Darren Chris. oh even though you, you know nothing about you, Harry Potter I think he was from San Francisco too I don't know about that but right. he, he first started in the very Potter musicals if you want a good fun time go watch the very Potter musicals the first two are really good the third one's okay the fourth one eh, but Darren Chris is in them, so you're welcome. Okay, so I feel like I'm talking about just my shows. What do you have? No, I, I love Glee. Oh, okay. So, well, but I can bring up my next show, sure. Um, Let's see. Oh, so we, we I talked about Queer Eye and Pose. I really like, and this one is, uh, this one came out around 2012, 13, I think. Oh my God, it's ancient. 13. Oh, stop. <laughs> um, but one of the most, but one of the last seasons is just happening now, and it is called Steven Universe. Huh? Exactly. I knew you would. So Steven Universe is this cartoon show and it was on Nickelodeon. It was on Nickelodeon or Cartoon Network. I forget which one it started on. It was on a few different things. And it started as a a very like awkward kid, like early teen, teenager, being adopted by this family of uh, female crystal gems. They're like gem characters. They're like living female crystal gems like yeah. the rock. Yes, The Rock was in it. No, <laughs> no, no, no. Like, so they're like they're Jim cartoon Stones? characters. Yeah, so they're they are 
they all have this gem that they align with. So there's Garnet, Amethyst, Pearl. Like those are the characters' names, and they look like you're looking at me like I'm crazy. <laughs> no, so they're they're Is aliens. Like power they're, they're, twins or power power twins like wonder twins i don't know what do you got what are you even talking about (laughs) when they take shape of form so he's he is part alien that's steven he is he's an he's a human but he is part alien and then um all of his friends that you meet are different versions of aliens that represent a a type of uh gem so there's diamond pearl amethyst Uh, so lost me (laughs) stick with me daddy (laughs) so what the show does really well is it uses these aliens to kind of talk about gender and identity in different ways because these these gems can like fuse and be like more powerful almost like like a, is this like using tea to teach consent (laughs) not quite (laughs) um but the the, steven universe's greatest legacy is going to be the way that it taught kids that being different being different is okay and you, how you identify is okay because so, so is it geared towards kids yes it's a kid show oh, okay. it was on like nickelodeon got it yeah and okay. so and it featured these gems who were of different identities it had characters that were non-binary it had queer characters it kind of talked about this like fusion mentality as just talking about different genders and identities that exist within the world and that that's cool is it so so uh i'm surprised it hasn't had backlash and being uh, a kid show well it started as 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 a kid show and it wasn't specifically talking about gender in that way until the show kind of warmed up to to kids and fans and it gained this gigantic following and watching it parents don't really see that it's that it's putting gender out there so so overtly but because the way that it does it is it's like it's okay to be this kind of person this person is valid they are just trying to to live and be themselves and grow and learn who they are and it also talks about things like depression and um like ptsd like the character steven goes through these very very intense Storylines where you know people can die, okay, and now I want to watch one. It's really cute. Okay, we'll watch one. Yay! Fine, I will watch one. So, if you're looking for a very playful, fun, colorful, but also very deep storyline sort of show, Steven Universe is lovely and wonderful, and also all of the little like songs within it. If you like songs, if you like Glee, there's wait. a lot of catchy songs. Can't wait. And I think there's like maybe six or seven seasons now. Can't wait. I, I don't believe you, but <laughs> Daddy, what other shows can they watch? So the other one that was uh, had gay couple as a uh, uh, as a main character was uh, Modern Family. And oh. what was interesting about that show when it came up was that it was redefining the modern family. Mm-hmm. So that's they put it in their title. And so they made one of the, um, it's about one family. Um, and then... Uh, Mitch and Cam were this gay couple who adopted a baby, Lily. Uh, Lily, and uh, and I just thought it was really funny. And did you know that Cam was played by a straight actor? Yes, okay. I, I mean I do. I, I I believed his character so much I thought he was gay. For yeah, sure. no, I definitely had a moment that was like, wait, and, he's straight. Yeah, he's a little stereotypical f- flamboyant, but he does it really well. So, Ooh, what I've is your that. what is your take on straight people playing gay parts? Oh, that's interesting. Sometimes it's done well, and sometimes well. It's so much. But does that make it okay? 
does it make it okay what i have no problem with and for me I, it's a job acting okay. so i don't i don't think that the actor has to be uh who they're portraying mm. to be effective um that's fair I I, i'm of the mindset of if there are people that can fill the part they should but also we should also be trying to put proper characters in those kinds of roles so um, like for, for instance tom hanks in philadelphia what did you just say did you have you never seen the movie from philadelphia i haven't <gasps> oh my god that has got to go on the list okay, okay tom, great tom hanks i can't wait to go to philadelphia in philadelphia oh no 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 <laughs> oh no we're not going to philadelphia it's not i'm confused anyway. okay uh anyway um i think that cam and his character portray the the, the gay character very well and I, I i know that those actors and actresses all support you know the lgbt community obviously um but i'm always of the i'm always a proponent of if we are portraying a trans character there are tons of talented trans actors and actresses out there that can fill those parts gotcha and, and, and that's just my that's my take on it and i again no disrespect to modern family because they told a lot of complex storylines and told them very well in a way that made again my mom loved modern family uh the, the the one who plays mitch is is gay yeah 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 so okay so do you want to know my favorite show of all I time do. Go. do you do you know what it is um Sex in the City. No, I don't. Actually, know. I didn't even bring that one up. Well, because, we've already, we've actually, already dragged well, Sex in the City. Yeah, well, I don't think they actually had good gay characters. No, I know, um, and, and we we dragged we drug them. So no, no, we did not drug them. We dragged them. My favorite, favorite, favorite mm -hmm. is Shit's Creek. Oh, duh. Shit's oh, Creek God. is amazing, and they. I don't think. Ew, they, David. Ooh, David, and D David and his uh, partner. Don't ruin it. Some people haven't finished I'm it. I'm not, but, okay. but but it does end with. Uh, don't tell him how it ends. Some of us haven't finished it. Stop. I it brought me to tears. The way they handled this, it it was amazing, and how that character progressed through the show and the relationship, and how loving it was, and how awkward it was. Well, it was in a cute way, uh, but it was awkward. The character David's awkward. So, yes, but yeah. still. Anyway, it tells a story of it, it tells a story that you don't see a lot, which is this upper loving class. relationship. Oh, well, that too. In a gay character. <laughs> <laughs> Healthy loving I, relationship. I meant the, the entire show. Like what what would draw someone to this show? Tell people that haven't seen it. Well, the uh, well, Catherine O'Hara, the actress, uh, the and Jean Levy are just comedic gold. Um, and uh, it's written by Eugene Levy's son, uh, came up with it, who plays David. Um, and it kind of was just like this sleepy little show that just gained momentum, I think, season three. And I think it's around when David's relationship uh, grew. Um that it really picked up and it really had heart but it was about this rich family who i think the irs took all their money because of tax evasion or fraud or whatever and the only thing they had left was this tiny little motel to live in in schitt's creek and was what the was name it of called the town. schitt's creek no the motel uh uh i think it's the rose the rosebud no 
What is Isn't that called the Rosebud? It is called the Rosebud now, but oh, that but was that was a that storyline. Uh, th- their last name was Rose. Uh, I think it was Moira Rose. Yes. Yeah. Anyway, it's just it's comedic gold. I love it. And it, how many seasons? I think they're in six now. Well, I think it, they, they ended over. at six. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so I haven't watched it from start to finish because somebody doesn't wait for me to watch things. So but. I've only seen episodes here or there. Um, but what episodes I did see, I really enjoyed. Well, uh, let's watch them. I will I will sit down and watch them with you again. You, David. <laughs> I just got a did you I just got a face mask mask that says ooh COVID. Ooh COVID. Oh god. <laughs> I I I support your safe Social distancing choices. Thank you. While also calling COVID, ew. Ew, COVID. Ew, ew, COVID. Jesus. No, it's so funny. Okay, and then I have uh, one last show here okay. on, our, on our, our lists. Uh, and it's special, another Netflix show. Um, oh, I remember special. I like special. Yeah, and did you know that was special... Was Yeah, he was gay. Yes. Oh. Special is about a gay, uh, a gay guy with disabilities... He has cerebral palsy, I believe, right? Yeah, I can't say it either. Cere- cerebral palsy? Cere- just, just say it really cerebral? quick. Cerebral? Well, I'm sorry? It's not cere- cerebral? Oh. Cerebral. Cerebral, because it has yeah. to do with the brain. Cerebral okay. palsy. That thing. It's really hard. Oh my god, I'm sorry. Um, but he has that disability, and what's interesting is it's... like The episodes are all very short, right? They're like shorter right. episodes. Right, they, they, mm-hmm. they felt like... They're like 15-minute episodes, right? So they're really easy to digest, but they're about a queer, disabled person having to actually come out about their disability. Not not even about the, the gay part, because he was already out Yeah, that was gay. just kind of passed over. That was, yeah. Because I forgot he was gay, actually. And the main character is also the writer that is the right. main actor. Right. So he's telling his story. He's not only written his story, but is telling his story as the, the main character in this show. And the way that they go about it is is so... It's quirky, it's cute, but it's also very endearing. It's and it, Very it, funny, yeah. It talks about very intense and serious topics because this character is having to find love, not, not just being gay, which we know from the get-go, but having to come out as being disabled as well and having this disability, which... He... And, and and his best friend, um, I forget the actress's name, but she she's hilarious. She's a hoot. I think she carries the show a lot. Yeah, no, the, the entire cast is great. But what I love about it the most is that it talks about sex and disabilities, which, I mm. mean, we barely go into normal sex in normal sex health classes, obviously. That's why we're here talking about this stuff. But what I love is that this does its best to normalize talking about disabilities as well, which you don't get a lot. I mean, there, there are great podcasts like Disability After Dark uh, with Andrew Gerza, friend of the show. Uh, and we've had Robin in our Sex and Disabilities uh, episode. We've had our friend Liz Powell um, and all these amazing people that talk about disabilities. But for once, it was a Netflix show that was talking about this in such a nice, positive, normalized light. And oh, think, and uh, yeah, and, and network, net, Netflix has really been... Cerebral palsy? Yeah. <laughs> hey, I said it! I said it! They, they've really been uh, putting out some good shows. Yeah. Uh, Sex Education would be another one. Oh my god! Oh my god! Yeah. Oh my god! I can't believe we almost <laughs> forgot that show. Yeah. <laughs> Which, again, another show literally about sex education. Yeah, that tackles that has done the issue so well. So well. Yeah. It's just, it's... A positive light, and this—that's another kind of. It's like, almost like Glee meets Sex Education, 
without singing. It, it's done in, I think it's in the UK or Brit. It's in Britain, right? Yeah, I think so. And it covers this this middle school and talks about sex education from... Well, the, the, the mother's a, a sex therapist mm-hmm. and her son... Is very sex negative at first, kind of. Well, he had never come before. Correct. At the beginning. Sure. Don't don't give him too I'm much not gonna... And then he does. <laughs> <laughs> but he does it through the eyes of a number of different quirky, awkward characters in high school. And just talking about sex. And there's, there's queer characters. There's straight characters. There's questioning characters. And he's almost like a therapist to his high school class, but only through all the teachings that he's learned from his mom. Yeah, kind of. Okay. I think it, he's just observation. He he mm-hmm. gets he gets put into these situations where people ask his advice. <laughs> Whether you want them or not, we will yeah. give you our advice <laughs> and our opinions. Um, but that's why you're here, right? Yeah. Is there any other shows, Daddy? I feel like oh we got through so, so many. So a lot of the... Yeah, I, I remember the name of the one I couldn't remember it before. is Queer as Folk. Did you ever watch oh, that? Oh, yeah. I, I said queer so many times and you couldn't think of queer as folk. Well, you, you threw me off. Uh, anyway, oh. but that one really showed sex. I mean, the, the main character was getting down and dirty going to the sex rooms and they, oh. they were not afraid mm. to show it. So. Okay. Well, it was HBO you said, right? It was like HBO or Showtime, one of the pay-per-views. Yeah. I'll talk about Showtime. Talk about Showtime. But unfortunately, Daddy, it's not Showtime. Uh, it's actually the end of the podcast. Oh. So, what? I mean, what, what was the moral of today's episode? Um, it, Gay characters have come a long way on television. Yeah, they have. Yeah, something for us to be proud of. It's true. And it, it is Pride Month. Uh, if we can do one thing in this world, I hope it is highlight queer stories that don't get told every day um, or that need to be told more often, uh, whether it's about trans issues, disabilities, um, just normalizing gay and queer relationships, or just normalizing gay and queer sex ed. I think that's really important. Um, and a lot of these shows do a good job of maybe not putting the topics in the best light, but bringing it to a point where we can have a conversation about it. Yeah. And at the end of the day, you know, that's that's all we can do in this world is to lift up voices and marginalized communities that don't get that story often and being accepting of and making it more normal that just people that exist exist. Here, here. Well, I agree. Oh, thank you. <laughs> that means I agree. Queer queer here? Here queer? Queer queer. queer. Oh, Jesus. Okay. And, Daddy, where can people find you when they're done watching all these lovely shows? Uh, you can find me at MrChristopher.com or Christopher Weston on Twitter. And you can find me everywhere at PupAmp. Um, I haven't been posting a lot recently, but that's because there's been a lot of stuff happening in the world that's more important than posting nudes and selfies and uh, my butt. Really? Let's There's just more be honest. Things going on. But. Yes, like donating to charities like yes. the ACLU or Black Lives Matter, uh, making your voices heard and known. If you want some real tea, th- some of these people out here not posting about and supporting the movements happening in this world, and instead just posting nonstop nudes and selfies. I'm judging. <laughs> I-, I am judging, and I have unfollowed a bunch of you because very selfish, Daddy. Uh, you have been getting on ah! too many rants today. Ah! It's like, Bubby's got a stick. He's going to beat you with it. <laughs> but only with consent. Yeah. And this has been What's Your Safe for Daddy. What should people try? Uh, 
Uh, try oh, to God. think of a safe word for the next. Time. <laughs> that was a very visceral reaction. Uh, and we'll see you guys next time on What's Your Safe Word. Bye. bye. So that was so aggressive. Uh, they should try to eat ice cream in full leather like I did last week. Oh, okay. That's an also very specific try, but I will allow it. <laughs> well, they, aren't they supposed to be specific? Oh, is that what the scream was about? It was a segue. Oh, sure. Ice cream. Ice cream. Ah! <laughs>